Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM, your education and your wellness station. We have a wonderful program in store for you this week, so please stay with us. I'm your host, Thaddeus Jonas Murphy. I'm so delighted to have in studio with me, Mr. Lamar Nicholson. Now, Lamar is just an inspiring human being. I believe it's most fitting then that we title our discussion this evening, Against All Odds, the story of Lamar Nicholson. Now, he published a book recently, and in his book, he attempts to give voice to those who are voiceless. He attempts to give voice to those who feel as though they're living on the margins or edges of society, to those who believe that there is no hope, and to those who question from time to time the reasons as to why we should search for happiness in an unpredictable and often cruel world. That is the book, The Limit Does Not Exist, Lamar. Thank you so very much for joining us. Welcome to Healthy and Happy. Good to be here. Now, you wrote this book, a powerful book, inspirational piece, but obviously it was inspired by a particular life-changing event you encountered some years ago. What exactly happened? Um, 16 years ago, my life changed and it changed forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, I thought that it changed for the worst, um, changed irreparably. Mm-hmm. But it, it turned out to be the best possible thing that could have happened to me wow. for several reasons. Mm-hmm. And that was 16 years ago. 16 years ago. So what exactly happened? Um, normal normal life was interrupted. Um, I remember playing cricket outside. I'm a, I'm a very, very big fan of cricket. Used to, used to represent my school. Um, mm-hmm. My high school in cricket, St. Jago. Okay, nice. Um, I remember playing with a tennis ball outside um, just, just idly and... Mm-hmm. That's when it just hit me. My, my stomach just started going haywire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a Jamaican household, you'd expect to to, to try all the home remedies. Of course. You, you and know, yeah. your parish flow, all of those mm-hmm. things, and you, and you think that it's going to go away. But mm-hmm. I saw one week, two weeks pass, and then, mm-hmm. you know, nothing. And we were starting to get concerned mm-hmm. at that point. And we thought that it might be something more than the norm. Mm-hmm. So with this concern, what happened? You went to the doctor's? The first, the first, my first recourse was going to the hospital, mm-hmm. Spanish Town Hospital. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at that point, even the doctor didn't really believe that it was anything out of the norm. Mm-hmm. So, and then he would have referred us to a private doctor. And we took up that, that advice. And, you know, within that time, there was no relent. And I was feeling pain mm-hmm. that can, cannot, can hardly be described in words. And, mm. I mean, I would have tried my best to do so in the book, but it's really... Indescribable. Really indescribable. Mm -hmm. You said your normal day-to-day activities were interrupted. Um, What was the diagnosis? I was essentially chained to a bathroom. So it it, it started about... It started late September 2003. And Mm -hmm. I've just started six farm at San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I got diagnosed um, in March of 2004, Crohn's Mm -hmm. disease. Crohn's disease. There are many persons listening who... The first time they're hearing that, Lamar, what, what exactly is Crohn's disease? It was the first time we were hearing it. Uh, <laughs> my mother at the time, I remember we were leaving um, University Hospital and she mm. said, you know, Lamar, at least it's not cancer. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, you I, I was wondering in my mind, you know, Mom, you really understand the implications of right. what, what just happened. I mean, we really don't know what this thing is, and this thing seems to be chronic. I remember the doctor just told us that I'll have to do surgeries for the rest of my life. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll technically or supposedly live normally, but mm-hmm. that didn't sound normal to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm looking here on Google, thank God for Google, a little bit about Crohn's disease, friends, what it's all about. It's an inflammatory uh, bowel disease or IBD. It causes inflammation of your digestive tract, which can lead to abdominal pain, which is what you described. It can lead to fatigue, weight loss, a whole lot of stuff, malnutrition, etc. Inflammation caused by Crohn's disease can involve several areas of the digestive tract in different people. How severe would you say yours was in terms of pain, in terms of the, the symptoms it carried, um, the weight loss, the fatigue, etc.? As severe as severe can get, you know. Mm-hmm. When doctors used to ask me, I, I had two answers. Mm. When I wanted to prevent the hospitalization, I said six or seven when it was actually a 10. Oh, and mm. when it was actually a 10 and, you know, it was just always a 10. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we'd burst through the scale at a, a lot of time. But in terms of symptoms, I had extreme joint pain, mm-hmm. every joint, uh, to the point where later on I'd, I'd essentially become paralyzed for up to a day. So you said this was just as you were about to enter sixth form. So you're, you're in, you're in school. Mm-hmm. You're in school. You just finished CXE. I mean, the normal tendency is for people who did well in CXE, mm-hmm. you know, to be excited about going to parade their white shirts and their khaki exactly. and ties. Mm-hmm. And you were, boom, hit down by, by Crohn's disease. What did this uh, do to you? I mean, especially as a young man. Yes. Uh, um, it's a good thing my mother is a dressmaker as well as a teacher. Yes. Um, we had to be taking in shirts and taking in pants. Mm-hmm. I was always 36. Mm. I was on the heavier side when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, I, within no time, I was wearing waist 30 mm. and with two shorts on. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine. It was it was extreme. And, you know, in people, you know, often can be, can be cruel in the, in the face of not really understanding what you're going through and... I mean, I heard it all. People mm-hmm. casually, well, not casually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bellow out, shout out, you know, if this man has AIDS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just a casual question. Mm-hmm. If you have cancer or anything like that. and you Not know, understanding what it could these do. Things, these things cut deep. And um, I think the biggest, one of the biggest challenges is, has been actually coming to grips with that and, you know, understanding and having more empathy and understanding of, Mm-hmm. Not only people with other similar conditions, but of people that don't have it, right, and can't relate to that perspective, mm-hmm. and it's something that I still have to deal with today. Yeah, and I think that you know it's always a continuous process. But mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine a young man. You're expe- as a young man, you're expected to to show strength, and right. one of that strength mm-hmm. to show is actual physical strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I no longer had that physical strength. Mm-hmm. So how do you portray strength as a young man? Mm-hmm. And so, that was really, really, you know, so you were, challenging. So you, you were able to attend school as often as you did before? Or did this, well, I can imagine it probably affected your attendance. Definitely. Um, mm. I spent three years in sixth form. Mm-hmm. And 
my attendance was very, very sparse. I would go to school and I would leave by 10, 10 30, 11. Mm. And that was out of maddening pain. And ta- mm. a taxi would have to come and pick me up. Mm-hmm. When I did exams, I I had I did CAPE. I did not study for my CAPE exams. Mm-hmm. I would have left the exams a one hour, a hour and a half into the exam. I was just in so much pain, mm. so many other things would have been happening to right, me. Right. Um, the third year, I remember coming home one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember coming home, I think it was November the 1st, mm-hmm. and my grandmother and my mother was on the, my veranda. Mm-hmm. And I just threw down my bag and said, Mom, I can't take it anymore. I can't mm-hmm. manage anymore. Mm-hmm. And she, just, she, she was just there. She's very empathetic. I mean, the best possible mother you could Right. possibly hope for shout out she, to mommy she Good said evening, you know <laughs> she said you know mm-hmm. um just go and lie down baby mm-hmm. and you know that was it and but you know i am blessed and both cursed with um determination and stubbornness mm-hmm. and <laughs> i said you know and now i really go say you know i mm-hmm. have to find some way to finish because mm-hmm. I, I had about four classes left mm-hmm. and i stayed home and essentially taught myself um keep you talk, what, what kind of subjects you talking about, Lamar? Uh, I did math. That's that's my first love, um, alongside with 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 English. Mm-hmm. I did management of business, mm-hmm. um, economics, and mm-hmm. Caribbean studies. And you taught yourself mathematics, maybe because I am far from a math brain, mm-hmm. but um, I can imagine that it must not have been an easy feat for you to do that. No, it's very difficult. Um, Cape Cape math is another word. No, from, I, I know. From that's from why sexy. I stayed away from it. <laughs> But yeah, and and you know that even affected me because um, one of the modules was changed without my knowledge. Mm. So essentially, out of three modules, exactly, I could not even, I could barely touch the third Mm. module. So it's two modules I really did Mm -hmm. to pass the exam. So business, communication, math. You were doing these subjects in in pursuit of what um, professional career field? And, and, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to recall what was my ultimate goal because I got into UE to pursue economics mm-hmm. and to UTEC to pursue marketing. So at that point, <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm still on the fence, but uh-huh. it was essentially econ because mm-hmm. for me, economics combines the best of what I can offer. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the type of personality that if I'm not invested in something, I won't. I, I, I'm, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to run ahead too much, but what, what exactly do you do now? What is your occupation? We're going to come back to that yeah. a little bit later, but just stay mm-hmm. for the listeners. So I'm a, I'm a central banker. Central um, banker. Former economist, now policy analyst. All right. So just hold on to that, listeners. Um, this former economist is now author and major inspiration to so many persons who have been questioning their existence in life and even their experiences too. Lamar Nicholson, of course, this wonderful human being, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease just about 16 years ago. I'm seeing to Lamar where the exact cause of Crohn's, it remains unknown. There was a theory where diet and stress were suspected to be factors, but no, doctors are saying that um, these factors may aggravate but they don't actually cause Crohn's disease. And so I can imagine having been diagnosed, what that did to you. Uh, so let's go now to your faith. Um, how exactly did this affect your your Christian walk? Oh, boy. Um, that's a funny thing, you know. Um, getting that sick at 15 years old, you have to mm-hmm. imagine your life feels over before it even begins. And I remember... One of my classmates and really good friend at the time mm-hmm. said, you know, Lemar, look how much something me do. Mm-hmm. And me, they are good. And 
you have not done anything and yet here you are you know wasting away essentially that's mm-hmm, that that's mm-hmm. and to paraphrase and up to about age 17 18 i questioned a lot of things mm-hmm. um i would i would do the, the cliche you know why me why why this much etc etc et and, mm-hmm. and can you imagine you know having feelings or thoughts of just ending it because I felt that, you know, this was the limits of my strength, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not only physically, mentally, but also spiritually Mm. because I began to look down the road and looked at all the, all the plans that I had for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the quintessential bright boy, you know, growing Mm -hmm. up, Mm -hmm. people up, I went to school two years early and, and people look at you as this prodigy and, you know, you're not going to be able to fulfill that. And I'm saying, God, why? If you gave me this brain, I'm not going to be able to use it. And that's mm-hmm. so unfair. I looked at life to be that unfair, essentially. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as the age came on, you know, wisdom also came with it. And that wisdom came from people that are wiser than myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I began to look at it as even a better situation because mm-hmm. I, could, I could use my brain mm-hmm. with that experience to really affect something something far greater than I could have if I was in, you know, some high-paying job and I was essentially fine. Right. You know, sometimes, friends, the reason or the reasons things happen to us, they're more important than the actual experience of what has happened to us. Mm -hmm. So the reason in your case was more important than the what happened. And Mm -hmm. here's a question. Have have you found meaning and purpose behind your experience? Yeah, so the journey is, is indeed more important than the destination. And mm-hmm. it, took, it took a while for me to understand that. Mm-hmm. I had all these grand plans, but how would I essentially get there? Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, going through high school, I was almost wasting my abilities. Mm-hmm. Leaving from primary school, things were easy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't have to work all that hard, and that's not a good position to be in. Right. I felt like this thing was the best thing because it, it forced me to not only step out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. but to dig deep into reserves I didn't know that I had. Right, and to dig deep with your faith. Because it, uh, the truth uh, of the yeah. matter is, you know, um, for each of us as children of God, yeah, our faith will be tested in one way or another. You know, for some it may be illness, for others it may be life changing, other life changing experiences. But you were definitely able to pull closer to the Lord. What's your relationship like with the Lord right now? I don't think it could be any stronger mm-hmm. because I've I've been through the ringer, I've been through to the depths, and you know. When you're at the depths, that is when you, mm-hmm. you really, really need him the most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even later on, when I when I went up against the biggest challenge I, I would have ever had, mm-hmm. which would have been a life-changing surgery, mm. how do you go about that? You know? tell, us, tell us about that surgery. So this would have been August of 2017, mm-hmm. just a little bit of two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it really began in my last six months at at. Bank of Jamaica, before I departed to complete a PhD mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in Delaware, full scholarship to Delaware, and I did not even last a semester. Wow. So I came back essentially to be at the same position. Mm-hmm. And um, I came back home, started back at BOJ, bata bata, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it didn't make any sense because my blood count was really 5.5 mm-hmm. when, they, when they tested it. And to put some context behind that, for a man, your, your hemoglobin count is supposed to be between 13.5 to 18. Right. Yes. And 7 and below is where you start to get blood. Mm. And I'm at 5.5 and I'm mm. coming to work every day. Mm. That was a sort of strain, but I felt like I got strong, I got harder battles the stronger mm. I became. And they came at the exact right time for mm-hmm. me in my journey. 
but by June it just it just turned on ahead. It, ju- it was just too much. I mm-hmm. was not digesting anything. Mm-hmm. I was in my car crying during lunchtime, not eating anything. Because mm-hmm. and if I ate anything, it would come back up. Right. Even right. in my car. Mm-hmm. And that was just a that was just a horrible place to be in because mm-hmm. you feel like the whole world is watching you. You feel like it doesn't make any sense. You feel like you're almost 30 and nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially you find yourself in a hospital room being told by doctors that you have to remove your large intestine. That 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 brought me to my knees. Mm. Spiritually, just my faith, I was wondering why again. God, you put me through so much something. Mm-hmm. You're going to put me through this again. I can't do this. I had... I had tried to avoid surgery. If I tried to avoid the hospital so much, imagine surgery, imagine major surgery. Right. I'm someone that when I got sick initially, I was afraid of a needle. Mm-hmm. I cried I cried at the, the, the mere thought of getting an injection. Right. Now I'm supposed to do this, this, this massive surgery. surgery weighing 105 pounds. That's, mm. that's, that's beyond me, God. I, I, I talked to God. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't do this. Yeah. But what really turned it for me is, you know, an outpouring. I'm I'm really blessed to have really good friends that, mm-hmm. you know, believe in me, sometimes more than I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm also blessed to have, you know, a relationship with my brother that is essentially almost a best friend relationship. Mm-hmm. And my brother, you know, he wasn't he wasn't on the island at the time. Mm-hmm. Um incidentally he's also in the same field. Um Economics? Yeah. So, a, a pure bright spark running in your family, man. I think him just love for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but, but he is indeed. You know, mm. he told me that, you know, you're the strongest person I've ever met. Wow. And what I was. What did that do, do for you? I was there on the hospital bed, you know, I was crying my eyes out, you know. Mm-hmm. I was being so short with the, with the student nurses that came. I said, why are you coming to bother me? You know, say, I'm mm. in this incredible amount of pain. That's in my mind. Mm. And I just saw this message from him, and and, he, and he's not one to be overly emotional. And for him to say that, you know, that just galvanized everything. And, you know, I just got deep in, deeper into my faith and said, you know what, I can't do this now. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the ultimate test right now. Right. This is going to shape everything. Mm-hmm. And that was when I remembered what, because as, as, uh, as I mentioned, I used to represent San Diego mm-hmm. um, in Grey Shield. That's right. under 19. Mm-hmm. That's cricket, um, right? Yes. The best sport. Oh, right. You know, let's not go there, Lavar. What are it for? Yeah, because it's indisputable. Um, <laughs> you sure San Diego used to go? Yeah, the great San Diego. Oh, Jesus. Um, he go told ahead. me, you know, you should write a book. Mm-hmm. And I mean, other people would have told me, teachers would have told me, my mother would have told me several times to write a mm-hmm. book, but I never felt that I had a story even then, you know. Mm-hmm. At the point have, of surgery, I, you no, never had a story? No, that was when I felt I had the story. Okay. But I didn't feel I had the time. It was the right time to write it as yet, still. Okay. But at the age of 17, all I had was struggle. All I had was pain. There was mm-hmm. no overcoming. Mm-hmm. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I was digging for 14 years to mm-hmm. find that light. Right. And, you know, I say, you know, say, once I come through the surgery, that is the light. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be the light after a whole more, whole heap wow. of other roadblocks that mm-hmm. came after. So you went through the surgery. Well, you, you eventually did the surgery. How long did it last? Uh, I remember going in about 9.30. And mm-hmm. I remember the nurses, you know, speaking to me, um, just asking me the questions, you know, where you work and whatever, if you mm-hmm. like it, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing, I, I remember this is 9.30. I remember at six, about 6.30 in the evening, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm told. 
um, just opening my eyes and thinking I was dead. I looked over and I saw a dark skinned man in full white, and you know, I said, I wonder, you know, what is this? Only, you know. <laughs> and I just, uh, once I was starting to get orientated back again, you know, the, mm. the nurse said, you know, it's time, um, this one wake up, um, can put him towards six now. And then okay. I realized, and I looked down and I said, yeah, man. Yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, I'm still numb. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some of those those ensuing days would have been, I think they would have usurped any pain that I'd have felt in those 15 years before. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about pain off the charts mm-hmm. because if you Google right now, most painful diseases, Crohn's disease, Crohn's is probably in the top 10 right. of many of those lists. Mm-hmm. And imagine a catastrophic event such as that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You did this major surgery. The Lord took you through it. In all of this, it's financially burdensome. I, I, I know it must have been financially taxing on your family. Give us the demographic makeup of your family. You're living with both parents at the time or just your mom? Uh, both parents. Both parents. And and how was your family able to cope with I mean, Both were instrumental. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father can't be left out of this because, you know, for me to go to UWE in the mornings, he would mm-hmm. have had to drop me to University of West Indies and mm-hmm. then go to his job downtown. Right. And that that's in and of itself, uh, you know, a feat to, to battle morning traffic. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I was sick at any point, I can call him and say, Daddy, you know, and he's such there. and such happened and mm-hmm. he's there. And, you know, my mother would be the one that spent all the long nights with me at hospital, right, etc. Right. But in terms of financial, you know, they, they pulled out all the stops, whether mm-hmm. it was for me to get a scholarship, mm-hmm. um, in terms of to fund it if I wasn't on a scholarship, mm-hmm. uh, as I was in my first year, mm-hmm. um, for me to go abroad two times, uh, as about 16, 17, mm-hmm. to Florida to see what, what could be done in terms of alternative medicine, mm-hmm. in terms of my medication now, which is inordinately expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have they have sacrificed a lot, and and that is part of my mandate right now. Right, is repaying all of the good faith by by even classmates that would have you know helped me out with um, supplements or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be financial, but I think there is a greater story to be told here, and mm-hmm. you know, um, forums like this that can you know get out the word you know that there are really 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 good people in this world. Mm-hmm. I've seen the worst in people. Yes. And I've been privileged to also see the best in people. Amen. If you're just tuning in, we're having a, a wonderfully inspiring discussion with Lamar Nicholson. He is an awesome individual, to say the least. Um, child prodigy, yes, you know, bright spark from him, born. <laughs> but he's also an author, and, and that's the capacity that I want to focus on this evening. Though he works in the field of banking, you know, at the Bank of Jamaica, he serves as a policy analyst mm-hmm. at the Bank of Jamaica. Uh, yes, he does. But um, he is an author as well. And he has chronicled his story, the life-changing event he has had, uh, Crohn's disease, being diagnosed with that 16 years ago. But it didn't get him down. He has bounced right back, um, of course, not on his own, but because of the grace and mercies of our loving and wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. So he has put this book together, and we're just talking with him a little bit about his his life. Um, We're at your academic achievements, Lamar. So you started to tell us earlier that from a very early age, you started attending school, which is about what, two years old? Let's formally put it out. I didn't go to grade one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you skipped grade one? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm not talking about basic school or prep, kindergarten prep. Right. I started Real Spanish school. down primary. 
at grade two. Well, it's real school. Um, that, those were very, very important years. Yeah. Really, really good teachers there. Mm-hmm. Um, I started primary school in grade two at age five. So you progressed quickly up the ranks. So by the time we get now uh, back to the end of fifth form, you were how old at this time? I was 14 years old. So you're 14, graduated high school, about to start sixth form, yes. almost about 15, almost to be 15. I started, yeah, I turned 15 over that summer. All right. And then that's when everything changed. You spent three years um, to complete sixth form because of your, your health challenges. But then what happened after that? When were you able to, because we know you went to the University of the West Indies, so explain that period of time between high school and um, when you transitioned to, to university? Mm-hmm. After those three years, I went straight to UE. Okay. Mm-hmm. But even UE in and of itself... It was, was a challenge. It was, it was, uh, if I mentioned the, the, the gap between CXC and, mm-hmm. and Cape, imagine the gap between that and the humongous so, at the time for me. Take us through that. How did you manage? I didn't manage really well at, at first. Oh, um, boy. I almost dropped out. Um, mm-hmm. I was 2% two percentage points away from mm-hmm. dropping out. Um, for the UE people out there, you know that zero, a GPA <laughs> of less than 0.75 yes. gives you a GPA warning. There you go. I was attempting to do a, an economics major mm-hmm. and a minor in math. Mm-hmm. And the math courses carried double the weight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. As, I, as I said, the, the determination and stubbornness can be a positive and, and it can and be a, a negative. A curse, right? And I attempted to do exams that I was in no physical or mental space to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just one failed math course can just throw off your GPA. Mm-hmm. And I received a GPA warning for my first semester. And something else catastrophic happened in my second semester. We are fainted and, you know, I had to be rushed to the hospital and mm-hmm. did exams when I could barely even write. Mm-hmm. And... It really came down to one course. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the man gave me a blight, but if he gave me a blight, I'm really, <laughs> really thankful. Because <laughs> I do not know what would God have happened if I had dropped out. <laughs> Anytime I see him on campus, I have to call to that man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he even remembers what he did mm-hmm. or what happened. Mm-hmm. But if the pass mark at that time was 40. Mm-hmm. The pass mark, I think, now is 50. Oh, so these people getting it easy because it was 40 in my day too. Yeah, I, I, th- I think... Yeah. You know, the, the, the curve has been changed a little bit. But uh-huh. If I had gotten 39 on that course, I'd have mm-hmm. dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And true. imagine me going home, you know, to, to nothing, mm-hmm. being that sick. I don't know if I'd, I, I'd have given up. Maybe I'd have found a way, but mm-hmm. it would have been crushing because I'd have had to take another year off. I got 41 on that course. Wow. I didn't study for the course. I, I couldn't write. You I, got just enough. <laughs> got I got just, just enough. enough. And that mm-hmm. just shows you the fine margins that can happen in life. But it mm-hmm. also shows you that you can be at the very, very worst. Mm-hmm. And life can, can still turn around. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And that, that, that essentially goes to the point of not, not giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, As long as you put out your full effort. Mm-hmm. And full effort is, is all that you can give. If you put out the full effort and continue to put in the work, who knows what can happen. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the inspiring story of Lamar Nicholson. He is an author. Um, yes, a young author. How old are you, Lamar? I'm 31. You're 31 years old. Even though I don't look it. Yeah. And <laughs> he has quite a sense of humor. I'm sure, you know, you would have picked up. But uh, Lamar was diagnosed with Crohn's disease uh, just about 16 years ago. But uh, it has not been a deterrent for him. 
in terms of accomplishing his dreams and even identifying his purpose in this life. Uh, you're going to have to come back with us next week to hear what happens with uh, the rest of Lamar's story. So uh, we want to thank you so very much for tuning into this, uh, should we say, festive season uh, episode of Healthy and Happy, of course, right here on your education and wellness station. On behalf of our entire production team, our technical engineer, uh, Mr. Errol Vaz, we want to say uh, thank you so much and um, stay with us right here on NCUFM. We'll be back next week with more Healthy and Happy. I'm Adiz Jonas Murphy. Mm-hmm.